Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 5 called Let My People Go. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and in me you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Cast your burdens to the Lord because he cares for you. Jesus doesn't add burdens. He removes them, but the enemy loves to add burdens. Look, if you got burdens coming on your shoulders left and right, you may want to revisit what you believe. You know, some of the wonderful people that I've met in non-Christian cults live under constant burdens and fears because they've been told by false organizations that unless you meet this standard, you're not going to heaven. Meet what standard? Their standard, which essentially usually means their power and their money. But that's not Jesus. Jesus lifts burdens. He doesn't add them. He wants you to follow him, no doubt, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the malevolent Pharaoh, a type of Satan. Now I'm going to add to your your burdens. But the quota of bricks, eight, which they were making previously, you shall impose on them. You are not to reduce any of it because they are lazy. They're a bunch of slackers. Therefore, they cry out, let us go sacrifice to our God. There's the Pharaoh. Bunch of babies. All they do is whine. Pharaoh's not far off here because they're going to whine in the desert too, but uh, that's another story. (laughs) One writer says, in a classic case of blame the victim, the Pharaoh justifies his tyranny. You're lazy. That's your problem. You ever heard that voice before? Trying to get right with God? Trying to remove burdens, maybe simplify your life? And then you hear a voice say, you're a bunch of, you're a lazy whiner. All the way home. (laughs) You're like, oh, maybe I am. Maybe I am a slacker. What do you want, more vacation time? I've given you two days in the last five years. Corporate America. You got to work 55 hours a week to even be considered around here. Vacation? What's a vacation? I need a vacation. (laughs) No, you're not getting a vacation. I don't think you're working hard enough. In fact, let the labor be heavier. Nine on the men. Let them work at it that they may pay no attention to false words. Oh, is he crafty? Did God really say the serpent, you know, possessed by Satan in Genesis chapter 3? Oh, don't listen. He's calling God a liar. Ooh-wee. You're going to get his. <laughs> you don't call, call God a liar. Do you know that uh, Shennacherib, the leader of the Assyrian nation, when they were threatening Judah, He said, do not let, Isaiah 37.10, let your God in whom you trust deceive you. 
saying Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Oh, don't believe the lies of your God. Do you, maybe you have somebody in your life like that. Oh, you went to, and, you, and your pastor said, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very careful, my friend, because God will be proved true in all men liars. So the Pharaoh distracts, questions God's truth, adds burdens. Sound familiar? This is a spiritual battle. This is the scene behind the scene. We've got to understand the enemy's schemes. We have to. We can't be ignorant of them. Because ultimately, for many, many people, they'll find themselves so far down the road that there's a trail of disaster And so the taskmasters, 10, getting their orders, the slave drivers of the people and their foremen went out, spoke to the people. Thus says Pharaoh, I'm not going to give you any straw. God's been making a declaration to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh's going to make his declaration. Brick making was an important industry in ancient Egypt, says one writer. A relief from the tomb of Rechmire and Thebes depicts workers in various stages of the process. Some are drawing water to mix with soil in order to make mud. Others are forming bricks in wooden molds and setting them out to dry in the sun. Still others are stacking the bricks and carrying them to a building site. Straw was essential to the whole process because it reinforced the clay and helped each brick stay intact. Egyptians used bricks for all kinds of buildings. Their temples were generally made of stone, but their palaces, storehouses, military installations, administrative buildings, and official residences were all made of mud bricks. And the Pharaoh says, no, I'm, I'm going to add burdens. You go, and instead of going to worship your God, you go and you get straw for yourselves, wherever you can find it, but none of your labor will be reduced. And the idea here is straw now is, is going to be hard to find, It's going to be tough. So the people scattered throughout all the land of Egypt and gathered stubble to gather stubble for straw, a poor substitute, but they did whatever they could. You can imagine the pressure. You could imagine the division. You could imagine the angst. You could imagine so many things coming at the people. And the taskmasters pressed them, saying, complete your quota, your daily amount, just as when you had... The straw, not one brick short. Hurry up, get it done. I don't care what it takes. And moreover, the foremen of the sons of Israel, notice they belong to the people of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them were beaten and were asked, why have you not completed your required amount either yesterday or today in making uh, brick as previously. And then the foreman of the sons of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, can we have an emergency meeting, man? What's going on around here? And they said, why do you deal this way with your servants? There's no straw to be given to your servants. Yet they keep saying to us, make bricks. And behold, your servants are being beaten. Look at this scar on my back. But you're, it's, you're, it's, it is the fault of your own people. But the Pharaoh said, you're lazy, very lazy. (laughs) Therefore, you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. I think the mistake here was that they ran to the Pharaoh instead of running 
to Moses and Aaron are running to God. Pharaoh, why are you doing? Uh, look, the whole thing is, uh, uh, is wrong to begin with. You shouldn't even be serving the Pharaoh. Why'd you do it? If, if you, could you give us a couple more days of vacation then everything would be cool? You, you ever negotiate with your captor? It's a bad idea, by the way. Negotiate the terms of your captivity. If you just give us the straw back, then, then we'll be fine. And then we can just go along our merry way. I'm sorry we asked for extra vacation time. Can we just get our straw back? See what the enemy does to us? I just, we just need it back. And the Pharaoh has no, no compassion. You're lazy. You're worthless. So go now and work, for you shall be given no straw, yet you must deliver the same quota of bricks. Sin is a harsh taskmaster, isn't it? We start, you know, we think we can just kind of maybe mess with something a little bit, and the demands get bigger and bigger and heavier and heavier. The bricks stack. Do you know that the word in Hebrew for sin pictures a man building a wall, and it's a mason picture, and he's got the trowel, and he's stacking bricks, and sin is like stacking bricks around yourself. This is the literal Hebrew word for sin until you create your own prison and you stack each brick one by one and then you're in your own self-made jail with a little help from the world, the flesh, and the devil. And then you're like, how did I get here? And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Look, if you abide in my word, then you're truly my disciples. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. Jesus answered 34, John 8. I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin, and the slave does not remain in the house forever, but a son does remain forever. And then famously, if therefore the son shall make you free, shall be free indeed. And the foreman of the sons of Israel, 19, saw that they were in trouble because they were told you must not reduce the daily amount of bricks or the quota. They saw they were in trouble. When they left Pharaoh's presence, they met Moses and Aaron, and they were waiting for them. (laughs) You ready for this? And they said to them, May the Lord look upon you and judge you, for you have made us odious in Pharaoh's sight. He loved us before. Eh, Wrong answer. And in the sight of his servants, you put a sword in their hand to kill us. So-called deliverer, huh? Here's Moses, right? Okay, Lord, if you, I don't know if I'm the man. I don't talk real well. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. It'll work out. Your brother will be with you. I'll be with you. I'll give you power. Moses goes, first day at the office, disaster. Have you ever been obedient to God and it didn't work out the way that you thought it would? All right, I'm going to witness. I remember. <laughs> Paul, Paul's sitting here on the second row. Paul, you may remember this. We, uh, we decided to go out witnessing in, the, in a neighborhood behind our old location. And uh, we came to the first door. <laughs> and we knocked on the door. Paul is such a friendly, wonderful man. And I said, hey, sir, nice to meet you. We're from Living Truth Christian Fellowship. We just want to say hi and bye, Jeannie. This guy started in a tirade. He wouldn't shake Paul's hand. And then he said, hey, I don't need you coming to my house to invite me to your church right behind my backyard. I know where you are. I know what church you are. If I want to come to your church, I'll show up at your church. You don't need to come to my door to invite me to your church. 
He's like, Cujo! <laughs> now. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Listen to our podcast mini-series, A Step Closer. In these series, Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics we face in our life from a Christian perspective. Our next series is called Trick or Treat, The Origins of Halloween. Some of the symbols that you see around you on this holiday, you'll see imagery of death, skeletons, skulls, black, all of this stuff ties to their thought that the veil was the thinnest on this night. And so they thought that somehow, if there was a chance to communicate with those who had moved on, those who had died, it would be on this night. You can listen to A Step Closer on walkintruth.com, or you can subscribe and follow Walk In Truth on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Hey, sir! Nice to meet you! We're from Living Truth Christian Fellowship. We just want to say hi and invite you. This guy started in a tirade. He went and shake Paul's hand, and then he said, Hey, I don't need you coming to my house! To invite me to your church right behind my backyard. I know where you are. I know what church you are. If I want to come to your church, I'll show up at your church. You don't need to come to my door to invite me to your church. <laughs> He's like, Cujo! <laughs> now, <laughs> Paul's the nicest man in the world. He's going to give the guy a holy kiss. And the guy was like, get off my property! Boom! That was the first house we went to. It did get better from there. How could it not? But, but here's the point. Sometimes we step out in faith and then we think, you know, the one thing I'm concerned about is rejection. And if someone, you know, gets weird, you know, or angry with me, ah, that normally doesn't happen. The first house you go to. No straw for you, you know. <laughs> and then here you are, Moses, right? The people start to turn on you. This is the enemy's tactic. You realize what it is? Division in the body. Well, this didn't work out. You know what? We need a new pastor. (laughs) This is a personal uh, moment from the pulpit. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But this is what we do. We start infighting. Jesus prayed that we would be one, but the enemy is a divider of churches and marriages. And oh, you wouldn't believe the stories that I've heard in 25 years of church ministry and how fights began and arguments about the color of the carpet and you name it, it's there. There's even an old story about a potluck where a church split over a kid who got a bigger piece of prime rib than an elder in the church. 
That's what they traced it back to, and they ended up in a secular court over it. Hey, how'd this all start? Oh, that kid over there got a bigger piece of steak. And I told him, no steak for you. And he still ate it. Because <laughs> the church is really all about me. And all God's people said, ouch. And so Moses returned to the Lord, very human moment. He said, oh, Lord, Why? Why has thou brought harm to this people? Why did you ever send me? Ever been there before? I told you, Lord. Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he has done harm to your people, and thou hast not delivered thy people at all. I told you this was going to happen. Remember Jonah? I knew you were going to be merciful. That's why I didn't want to go. And if we ended on that note, it would be a bummer. But, but I want you to see. Chapter 6, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion he will let them go, and under compulsion he will drive them out of his land. Just stand back and see. The salvation of your God is coming. I didn't tell you it was going to be easy. And if you signed up for the Christian faith and somebody told you it was going to be easy... He didn't tell you the whole truth. Knowing the God who made you is the most beautiful, profound thing that ever could happen to you in your life. But the journey isn't easy. And if you say yes to God, be prepared for a battle. But ultimately know the battle belongs to the Lord. And the blood of the lamb is coming. It's going to be painted on the houses and God is going to deliver the people. Ultimately in the Passover We're coming to the Lord's table. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, thank you for your living word. Thank you for the scene behind the scene here. Thank you for the lessons that we can learn about spiritual warfare, about the battle with the flesh, about stepping out, but sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, and we've got to realize that. We've got to realize that sometimes the battle is prolonged, but ultimately you're going to deliver, and you're going to bring us right into the promises, and we thank you for that. And as we think about that 10th plague in the blood of the lamb and how you delivered the people. Um, I just pray that as we are, we're getting ready to approach your table now, Lord, that we would approach it with a desire to break the chains of things that so easily hold us. Um, any individual way that you've spoken to us, Lord, the, the greatest thing we can do before we come to this table is do a little holy business with you. And you invite us to this table knowing that we're imperfect, knowing that we fall short, but Lord, help us not to be holding on to any sin uh, that we're planning to go back to after we take these elements. God forbid that we should do that. Help us to come to this table with gratitude and looking back on a cross where you died for our sin, you took our punishment considering an empty tomb where you triumphed over death just as you said you would, considering your current ministry and considering your second coming because we're to partake of these elements until you come and you are coming for your people. You're the ultimate deliverer. And so, Lord, as we come to your table, we're just gonna take a moment here to pause, have a Selah moment, consider, ponder what you Holy Spirit are saying to your, to your people, 
Lord, what you're saying to your churches. Help us to, to hear your message, to know you're fighting for us, to know that you love us. And Lord, there's an interesting Hebrew word. It's the word for repent, and it means to return to the covenant. And for some of us, we need to return to the covenant. We need to return to our God. Thank you for the humanity of this text as well, knowing that everyone that may even be a biblical hero of ours fell short, had their very human moments, and that gives me hope as well. So as we come to your table, Lord, we come in hope, we come in victory, and if you're not a Christian yet, before you come to this table, make sure that you've repented of your sin and trusted in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the gospel. Trust in him and him alone for your salvation. Turn away from the false gods, the idols of your life, and turn to him. He is faithful to save anyone who will come to him. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Let My People Go, part three on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 5. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. You can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Pastor Michael serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events and services, both for you and your kids like our annual Harvest Festival coming later this month. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, The bottom line on Let My People Go is that God wants His people to be free. Jesus said, If the Son makes you free, You'll be free indeed. Did you know, my brother, my sister, my friend, that God's desire for you is freedom, not slavery to sin, freedom. He wants the shackles off you. He wants the taskmaster away from you. He wants you serving him instead of the Pharaoh. And I'll put the Pharaoh in quotes there. The world, the flesh, the devil. He wants you free. And that's why the Son of God came to make us free. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Maybe you heard it a long time ago. Maybe you don't even know what it means. Jesus said, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Slave, uh, sin, I should say, ultimately enslaves us. Jesus breaks the chains, opens the prison gates. This is the gospel. This is why he came to break the chains, to set us free from the condemnation of sin and spiritual death. And he is a prayer away. And you're not listening by accident. You, you came upon this station, this sermon, because he loves you and he wants to break the chains in your life. He wants you to experience true freedom. Freedom is such a beautiful gift. You say, Pastor Michael, well, how do I get that? Well, you need to trust in the one who came to set you free. His name is Jesus. 
He died on a cross for you. He rose from the dead. I'm sure you've heard it before. But he did it because he loves you. He did it because he has a desire to see you free. That's why he made you. That's why he wants to redeem you. Pray it. If it's you, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I'm so sorry for my sin. Thank you that you came to bring freedom. I've been in bondage to my sin. I've been in bondage to fear. Whatever it is, just tell him. But I believe that you came on a rescue mission, Lord. I believe that you died on that terrible cross for my sin, took my penalty, my shame, rose to defeat my mortal enemy, death itself. I I repent and I place my trust in Jesus. Be my God, be my Lord, be my Savior. Hey, if you made that decision, if you prayed that prayer, and it didn't have to be a perfect prayer, God knows every heart, we'd like to know. We'd like to celebrate with you. Make sure you have a Bible. Make sure you get into a good, solid church. Hey, you can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. That's the website, walkintruth.com. We also have pastors available Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours, daytime business hours, at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael, and we will see you right here tomorrow as we look at the Four Cups. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month, or you can give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. And thank you. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 6, 1 through 9, called the four cups. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.